Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. I'm joined today, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend. I feel like does this sound familiar to you, Joshua? It Have d- I listened to your <laughs> your setup of me for enough years that this is how we talk to one another now? But you know what? You you kicked it off. Much more excited than I normally do. You did like a hello, everybody. Yes. Anybody who listened to the Easter egg in the last episode of Extra Extra uh-huh. would have heard me being chastised for being exuberant and friendly. And and I decided over the two uh-huh. weeks, um, I host this damn podcast and I can introduce it any damn way I like. <laughs> and that's what I decided to do today. And that's... Mm. What I'm going to do going forward. Well, let me, let's just be very clear. I chastised you. I didn't chastise you. <laughs> There's a big difference between chastising and chastising. Let me just say, because I don't feel like I'm being heard, I felt chastised. Just just since I'm not being heard here. <laughs> the listeners are with me. But we, as well as having good friend and business partner Joshua Hatton here, mm-hmm. We also have a special guest in this episode, which our our listeners uh, cannot see, nor will they hear. But we are joined by Joshua's quarantine beard. (laughs) And and quarantine beard, I'd just like to say, it's a pleasure having you here today. Mm. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here. See, now, now, now that's ridiculous, because the beard obviously doesn't talk. Oh, shit. Okay, you got it. I'm just going to stay quiet on this man's face. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're looking snazzy there, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, I decided to, to, to grow out the facial hair, you know, as, as long as I can tolerate it. And thus far, I've, I've been tolerating it just fine. And I'm also, I mean, I'm wearing a hat, so you can't really see it. But I got the green light to grow my Jufro out. Wow. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go and see if see if the curls come back. It's been it's been it's five days since you looked at me. No, it's been uh, probably a good twenty to twenty five years since I had long hair. So we'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah. And a lot has changed in that time. Like your hair has stopped growing, and it's actually started jumping overboard. Well, you know what? Let's get on with the uh, with the episode because <laughs> you know we got to keep it to a tight thirty, as they say, as the kids say. It is, it is a tight thirty, and I, I just wanted to make a very quick point that I'm I'm a little saddened that as our our good friend and listener Tim Mushaw had reached out to ask us, "Is this new podcast extra extra? It's all about movies." And we said, oh, no, it's not. It's all about whiskey. But that would have been a great idea. <laughs> this Saturday, so listeners of One Nation Under Whiskey will know, you and I have talked about the Indiana Jones franchise. Oh, yes. Um, a month or two ago, two months ago, we watched the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie with our boys. Look at you. And on Saturday, because we do a Saturday movie night with homemade pizza and all that malarkey, Mm -hmm. they asked to watch the second Pirates movie. And I would love nothing more than to discuss the Pirates franchise with you. But this is a tight 30 and we're already four minutes in. And so 
Well, you know what? We have another podcast coming a week after this. Let's see if we can fit in some Pirates Convo okay. in, in the other whiskey podcast we have. <laughs> My God, it's only a matter of time until we have extra, extra. It's all about movies. It's only, I can hear the clock ticking. Um, okay, so as we kind of adjusted on the fly last week, mm-hmm. we went from thinking we would cover two news articles in a week mm-hmm. or in an episode to only covering the one, so we could do a little deeper dive, so we could have a little more conversation. Regular listeners know by this point, but it bears repeating. The idea for this podcast is we pick a news story, we have a conversation about it. The impetus for this came from my old blog, where I used to do a weekly post, where I would summarise a few news articles, a few blog posts, just catching up on the whiskey industry. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've kind of brought to this episode, in this podcast. So without further ado, Josh, I'm going to jump into mine. Beautiful thing. I'm really curious to, to, to hear. Well, a, it's one that's close to my heart, and B, it's something I was just discussing with a friend over a dram on Friday. Oh, okay. Do tell, do tell. So it dates from April 20, 2020. Okay. So, And it's from the Shankin News Daily. Mm-hmm. Shankin, if that name is familiar to anybody is the publisher of a host of magazines, including Whiskey Advocate, Cigar Aficionado, mm-hmm. maybe some others that I don't they know. They also own Whiskey Fest as well. They own Whiskey Fest. There okay. you go. So the title, Control State Sales Jump in March. Hmm. <laughs> as somebody living in Virginia, <laughs> as somebody discussing Virginia options with friends, <laughs> this is near and dear. So Control State Sales Jump in March. Control state spirit sales surged in the month of March as drinkers stocked up during quarantines resulting from the COVID-19 virus, Hmm. according to the National Alcohol Beverage Control Association. Those in the know know that that's NABCA. NABCA. It's not Redbreast. It's NABCA. It's NABCA. Hmm. Volumes in the 18 control markets rose 17% last month. (laughs) So this article, part of the reason I was attracted to it, it has some crazy numbers and crazy comparisons. Yeah, okay. So volumes in the 18 control markets and for those who are listening out of the United States, (laughs) control states, control markets, this is where the government has a very heavy presence in the sale of liquor. And there are other markets that have it too, like Sweden has this whole government monopoly thing going on and Canada with their whole LCBO and, and so on and so forth. And so we're, we're going to get into that later. Yeah. Okay, good. And so what I wanted to say is there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states <laughs> where the government actually own the liquor stores. Oh, Okay. Right? So yep. this is just flat out ownership. Yeah. Al- Alabama. Yep. Idaho, where yep. I used to live. Okay. <laughs> Virginia, where I currently live. New Hampshire, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Utah. And because we're doing this alphabetically, the one I mentioned, Virginia. Michigan is not among them. Did you mention Michigan? So this is why I wanted to bring this up. Okay. Because there's a difference between. The state where the government owns it outright, owns it, 
operates it, buys all the booze, approves all the booze. Wow. Okay. Mm. Full control states are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that I just mentioned. Now, there are also states where the government controls the distribution of the liquor. Uh, in addition okay. to owning the liquor, they own the distribution. Or, separate, or Separate from okay. owning the liquor store, Ah, okay. okay. they own the distribution. Yeah. So the government is responsible for getting the, the alcohol into a privately owned store. Okay. So this is a much longer list. Iowa, Maine, Michigan, Mississippi, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Vermont, Wyoming, and West Virginia. Ten. <laughs> so wow. They are so and then so they are they are choosing the booze, they are selling the booze, selling a selection of spirits to all private vendors. So mm. there you go. The state sets minimum costs. Uh, and then dictating the prices on the consumer level. So so th- those you can see why control state would be used because you can hear the way in which they control, control. the price. Yeah, sure. They control the selection, but they're not on the front lines selling to consumers. Hmm. And so that other seven state list is a step even beyond the type of control we just talked about. And they're actually in the store ownership business. Okay. Government employee owned. Exactly. Liquor stores. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And and now interestingly, the state of Washington used to be, I would consider this longer list of control states because it, it actually had a combination where part of the time you could walk into a government owned liquor store Mm -hmm. and buy booze, Mm -hmm. but they also had privately owned liquor stores in the state of Washington. But as we've now learned from understanding control state better, you can tell that those private vendors were having the selection come from on high. They were having the pricing come from on high. Okay. Um, Okay. And now Washington is, is complete private ownership, but there's a wrinkle for the 10,000 square foot store that we're honestly not going to get into. <laughs> yeah, uh, you and I went over that one time and, and I just <laughs> scratched my head until I was bleeding. It just, right. anyway, continue, continue, continue. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I say this at all my tastings, especially when I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I was for the privatization of alcohol in the state of Washington when it failed. And I was against the privatization of alcohol sales in Washington state when it passed. So yeah, <laughs> huzzah to that. Um, so here, so now we've NABCA's in the picture. So now back to the article. Volumes in the 18 control markets mm-hmm. rose 17% last month compared to low single-digit gains during the first first two months of 2020 mm-hmm. and all of 2019. Uh, oh. <laughs> right? Wow. Right. I told you there was going to be some crazy numbers in this. Okay. So um, imagine those gains, right? They're just doing single-digit gains. Yeah. Just ticking along, ticking along, ticking along. Mm. And then, boom. Boom. Skyrocket. You have the quarantine and you have the 17% increase. Uh, and that's across all markets. Yeah. So clearly some states will differ from some others. Uh, and in a minute, we'll, we'll get into a, a little bit of that. Okay. 
Okay. Oh, gosh. Sorry, I'm getting excited <laughs> with all these numbers. Um, four of the five largest control states posted mm. impressive double-digit gains in March. In most cases, tripling previous growth rates. Wow. And now you'll be now you'll be happy because we're going to give the name of that state that you were mentioning earlier. In fact, the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. the nation's largest control jurisdiction for spirits, yep. grew a mere 0.6% during the first two months of 2020. <laughs> okay. But accelerated to 14.4% growth in March. Wow. And and so right. and and so it's just looking at at March. Does the does this cause cause this article is from April twenty. Do the April numbers 20, continue? Yeah, so March numbers aren't okay. April numbers aren't available. Oh yeah, because they're not yeah, they haven't been collated it's, yet. Okay. Yeah, we're still in April right now. Even though I'm guess I yeah, this this podcast will go live in April also. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um yeah, no, as soon as I started reading this and thought it'd be ideal for this podcast, I thought, oh, and there's going to be a potential follow-up to this story yeah, as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when we revisit the April numbers. So, But imagine being in Michigan and, and just seeing your, your growth go from 0.6% mm. to start the year to 14.4. It's, it's crazy. In the second half of, of today's podcast, I do actually want to circle back to something you and I were talking about last week. Okay. But let's listen this first half just complete this article here and then we can bounce off of it. Okay. 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 The lone exception to the NABCA surge was Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep. Right. <laughs> and if anybody who listens to us follows either Mark Gillespie or Lou Bryson on Twitter, they rail against the Pennsylvania decisions mm. constantly, even in the best of times. Pennsylvania makes terrible decisions. So the lone exception to the surge was Pennsylvania, where state stores were shuttered on March 17th. Wow. Spirits volumes declined 0.3% last month in Pennsylvania, which is the second largest control state. Behind Michigan. Yep. And separately from Michigan, Michigan, you've got private vendors being controlled from up high by the government. Pennsylvania, it's the government who runs everything right down to the storefronts and employs the people who sell you your booze. Okay, okay. So yeah, Pennsylvania, exactly the same as Virginia, where I am. Okay, Uh, now now for some more fun numbers, which are are a little bit on the vast side. (laughs) Okay. All major spirits categories increased in March, with domestic whiskies up 25%, mm-hmm. vodka up 19%, okay. and here's a, here's a wacky one I did not expect to be seeing, and pre-mixed cocktails up 41%. Those were the, th- those were the three biggest gains. Pre-mix- Pre-mixed cocktails. <laughs> so, okay, I, I just, I want to make sure that I'm understanding the difference. The, there's a difference between pre-mixed cocktails and RTDs, right? Ready to drink things. So when, they, when they're talking about pre-mixed cocktails, are they talking about those bars slash restaurants that are making cocktails to go? Or are they talking about like... Buzz balls and you don't know. It doesn't specify. Okay. I don't know. I I had the exact same question. Okay. I wondered if some of this was seeing restaurants who are on premise 
now come in restaurants and bars, I should say, that are on premise now being rolled into these statewide sales. Mm. I, I don't know if this is just through the bricks and mortar of the the liquor the liquor stores that occur in those states. Okay. Okay. Um, and then it, it just just another sentence or two here. Among the ten largest selling brands in control states, the fastest growth was registered by Hennessy Cognac, which rose forty two percent last month. <laughs> so that that makes sense, especially especially in Michigan, uh, given the demographic. You know, Hennessy Cognac is by and large. Uh, a very big brand for the African American community, mm. and Michigan. Like if you look at Detroit, it's it's primarily it, it, uh, an African American city. It would be really interesting if they were to bring those numbers down a bit tighter to see where that growth in Hennessy is coming from. But it kind of makes sense. Yeah, they are they are broad strokes on this one. You've also and, and then it goes on to say. Compared to, so 42% growth for Hennessy Cognac last month, Mm -hmm. compared to single-digit growth for the year of 2019. Wow. So they are not keeping Cognac on shelves. It is just leaving. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Last, Last sentence. While March's gains were robust, there is already evidence of some industry softening. As retail dollars declined during the last week of March in the state of Ohio, According to Impact Data Bank, hmm. and that this article, the the lead wasn't up top. Uh, this was from Juan Banag, B A N A A G. I I do not know Juan, Juan Banag, Banag, but uh, wow. this three paragraph article was by him, and we will put the link for this. the The link for this has got some numbers and some dots, and it, it's untidy. And so we will put the link for this in the One Nation Under Whiskey Facebook page. Good. But I definitely wanted to give Juan Banag his credit uh, for putting that together for us. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that's the article. Let's pivot and we'll jump back in the second half and have a wee chat. I selected this article is because just on Friday, actually it was on Saturday, days don't mean anything anymore, we've already established <laughs> this. Nope. Uh, on Saturday, I was having an online dram with one of my friends and we, we only live, you know, 20 minutes apart, but obviously with the lockdown, we're, we're sharing a dram online. Mm-hmm. And he and I were talking about, he'd been looking around different states, private ownership, who ships into Virginia. We were talking about the whiskey exchange over in London and them shipping into the US still, although it is select states. Mm. And he was he was pricing, he was placing orders, and then and then his order wasn't going through. I know actually we we will not be shipping to Virginia. And he was becoming frustrated. And over the course of our conversation, he started to say, like, why am I even looking outside these borders? Right. Mm. We've got Catoctin Creek. We've got the Virginia Distilling Company. We've got Copper Fox. Like, why am I not spending my dollars in the state? Um, he, he said, for example, Virginia Distilling Company will ship um, for $1 if you buy a couple of their bottles. That's, wow. to be clear, 
within the state of Virginia. Yeah, 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 sure. They will ship within the okay. state of Virginia. And that's actually something our ABC um, stores and, and, and government control has now made a slight change in the law, only temporary, where <laughs> if you're a producer, mm-hmm. you've been allowed to sell out of your establishment as an agent of ABC. Correct, yeah. I they have now that. expanded upon that, and you're allowed to now ship within the state of Virginia as an agent of ABC. Okay. Um, right. Okay. So, so it was it was kind of interesting that here, here my friend and I were were chatting away. First of all, lamenting we couldn't get whiskey from afar, and then concluding, well, maybe it's a different time, and maybe we do need to be supporting those who are in our state, just like we've talked about doing with bars, just like we've talked about doing with restaurants. Mm-hmm. Also, help out the the producers. Do you have anything like that going on in Connecticut? From a drinks standpoint, not. Not really. Uh, well, not not for spirits. I I will say, however, and and this is anecdotal. I, I don't have hard mm-hmm. numbers to to go beyond this. But we've got a really good brewing scene in Connecticut, and what we're seeing is, you know, obviously the the, the breweries are are open and they're doing can release days, but a lot of these breweries are starting to partner with with bars. And bars in the past, you're only able to go in, get a pint, maybe get another pint. You have to drink on premises and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now bars are allowed to do growlers, right? So you can oh. go and, and get whoever your favorite local brewer is and just take out a growler. And, and You haven't previously had growler sales in Connecticut? Not through bars, no. No, you, you could do it from a brewery. Oh, Interesting. But from bars, unless they had some sort of, you know, special license to do that. But I'm not familiar with 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 any that did. So, yeah, there was never any okay. to-go beverages. Well, and, that's interesting because yeah. I, I think of you living in a state that's, that's you know, quite relaxed in its laws. It's not still really. America. I know, it's still America. I mean, it's not really relaxed. We, we, didn't, we didn't get <laughs> Sunday sales until... 2013 in our, in our supermarkets, you could still only buy beer. You can't buy wine. Do you have liquor in supermarkets? Nope. You do beer okay. and that's it. Okay. Yeah, um, so you are still, still quite controlled up there as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we're yeah, we a blue def- state. We definitely. Mm-hmm. We're, but we're, you know, there's religion goes deep, you know, very Catholic <laughs> state. So... <laughs> Yeah, in in Virginia, it's not Catholicism that goes deep. It's, um, <laughs> but it, but it is very religious state as well. And having said that, our government controlled liquor stores now open on Sundays at ten a.m. They open seven days a week at ten a.m. till I think seven p.m. Seven days a week. Wow! So you can yeah. you can go to the package store. You could pick up some things. Go to church. Enjoy the sermon with a little drink. I, I yeah I I don't think those who go to church after ten a.m. are really considered real churchgoers. Uh, <laughs> we just catch you know don't they do a summary at the end? I, I, I've never it's like been cliff notes. <laughs> you're asking, no, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> um, and so uh, another th- aspect that I wanted to pivot back to 
Mm. is this increase in what they're calling domestic whiskies mm. within the article. Mm -hmm. Domestic whiskies are up 25%. Yeah. Now, just like we had a question about pre-mixed cocktails and what they are and, and them being up 41%, domestic whiskies, is that bourbon, rye, craft produced, single malts? Yes, yes it is. But, and, and again, this is going to be some, some anecdotal information, there seems to be a trend while while sales of bourbon is up, sales of other American spirits are up. Uh, the trend is actually toward the the lower dollar value bottle, mm. right? Oh, yeah. Right. So this oh, such a a point of conversation with my friend on Saturday as well. I'll, I'll I'll try to remember to come back to that once you make your point. Right. So so if if someone's go to bottle was you know Buffalo Trace or or Eagle Rare, where you're dealing with a forty ish dollar bottle somewhere around there, well now they're leaning towards Evan Williams or towards like a like an old Granddad or something like that, mm. where you know you can save ten bucks here, you can save twelve mm -hmm. bucks there, mm -hmm. something like that. So people are still drinking, but they're just thinking a bit more with their wallets and a bit less with their palates. Yeah, this is exactly what my mate was talking about the other day, where he'd he'd actually gone in because Virginia has kept the stores open uh, through the lockdown. Um, but it's very interesting. You no longer walk the aisles. Mm. You now just, you walk in one front door, everyone moves in the same direction. <laughs> you keep social distancing through a horseshoe that brings you to the register. Okay. And on the way, as you walk through that horseshoe, you tell the assistant what you'd like. They go pull it off the shelf. They put it on the retail uh, counter. You buy it and then you walk out a separate door. Wow, so you're all okay. just moving in the same direction. So you're not even really browsing anymore. But however, we do have our ABC website where we can see everything and we can see what stores have product as well, wow. uh, which is kind of kind of useful. So they, um, they've almost like Ikea-fied <laughs> the liquor stores, right? Because Ikea has you going in one direction. Yeah, yeah. except you're, you're not yeah. even walking past any product because yeah, okay. they don't want people touching. They don't oh. want people breathing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, you're going in for a set thing. You collect it and you walk out the Got door. It. Okay, I see. And he picked up a liter and three quarters, a 1.75L, mm -hmm. of, of bottled and bond bourbon okay. for, for $29.99. And... <laughs> And his, his exact words were, yeah. I, I wanted maximum bang for my buck. Yeah, yep. And it, it is, it's really interesting because he's also somebody who's happily bought from Single Cast Nation. But it, it's interesting that there's these kind of two different worlds. And one of the things you and I were talking about last week was we are still seeing demand for what we're releasing on Single Cast Nation online. Thankfully, yeah. Right? We're seeing demand among our, our nation members and those who support us on the retail level. But even though we know the consumers who want our product, mm. we're not entirely seeing it pass from consumer to retailer to distributor up to our importer. Yeah. And so, so we are hearing, certainly anecdotally, and then also from this article, which is why I wanted to discuss it with you today, we're hearing about this increase in sales. We're hearing about this increase in demand. Mm -hmm. And yet we're seeing this disconnect between what's happening at the consumer level 
and the orders that are being placed at the distributor level. Yes. Which was also something that we discussed in your article in the last episode. As wonderful as as Juan's article is, and others have have you know discussed the the growth in in liquor sales or in alcoholic beverage sales. Unfortunately, most of the articles that I've seen don't really get into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. where you're talking about you know everybody's buying more booze. But purchasing habits have changed. They've migrated from from one part of the spectrum over to the other. And it would be really interesting, you know, I think the fact of the matter is we're not going to get the full details until a few months from now, but it'll be really interesting as numbers start to come in to see how people's palates have adjusted where where they put their money because these big broad brush statements are like, oh, wow, you know, liquor sales are up nationwide 500% or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. That, that's great. What does that mean? Is that all Tito's? Is that, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, is, is it, does it also take into consideration some of the grain, uh, the grain alcohol that liquor stores are selling because people are buying this to, to make their own hand sanitizer? Like, does that play a part? So I, I'll be really interested you know, to follow this this story as it evolves, and and see if we can get some some real, you know, pinpoint some real information on on how people's buying habits changed. Yeah, and and just to respond very quickly, a couple of points, and then we'll start wrapping this up here. But I read a piece uh, last week as well that was talking about in times like this, consumers lean on known brands. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. your yeah. Jack Daniels of the world, your Tito's of the world. And that's what you and I were talking about last week as mm-hmm. well. And then I saw in the other direction, we're talking about these broad strokes. I did see another headline that talked about Pernod Ricard sales being down uh, 14, 14 and a half percent in the third quarter uh, of the fiscal year. So all, all owing to to COVID-19. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. We're hearing about these big numbers in one direction yeah. and the increase in sales. And then we're hearing about these large numbers, decline of overall sales in another direction. Yeah. Getting a chance to tease those apart will be, will be interesting in future months and as the year goes on. So as we've said, if you've got questions or comments about Extra Extra, it's all about whiskey, please continue to use questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. Mm-hmm. You can still go to the One Nation Under Whiskey Facebook group and Correct. you can still tweet at us and what's yeah. the other thing they can do? Instagram us. Yeah, so if you email us, questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. If you tweet at us, it's at One Nation Whiskey. If you want to send us an Instagram message, it's at One Nation Under Whiskey. And of course, whiskey is, is spelled without the E. So very, very important to remember that. Okay. That feels like a tight 30 slash 35 slash 40 minutes. Sure. well jason uh thank you for bringing this in you know not living in a control state it's hard i wouldn't say it's hard to empathize i can because i definitely empathize but it's always interesting to hear the stories from within a control state and and seeing how you guys are affected obviously i don't know 
what my news story will be for two weeks from now. <laughs> but it could I be anything in this. <laughs> I, insu- I, I assure you, it will be a doozy. I'm, I'm I'm on the lookout for a doozy. I look forward to it. Well, thank you, listeners, for following us over to Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. Joshua, thanks for being here and having this chat with me. And thanks to Joshua's quarantine beard. And mm. we'll see how the Jufro is doing in the next episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. Cheers. Cheers. Are you ready to kick, get this party started? I am. I am. I am. I am. So I'm ten and a half minutes in here okay. to my recording. So just so you have that as an FYI. Okay. I'm going to drop this a little bit just so that I can see. And drop it like it's hot. 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 Okay. All right. Really? Yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready when you are. I was born ready. Okay. When it hits 11, I'm going to start. I'm at 10.55. <clears throat> Look at you saying it all Scotsman-like.